are listening to the Paul McGuire Report. I'm Paul McGuire. You know, uh, I've been researching different topics and categories for a long time now. And uh, there's a category that keeps coming up uh, on a regular cycle or a regular basis. It keeps emerging. And it goes back to the Clinton era, and it goes back before that, and it, it rises, and it's in the process of rising again. And my concern is that, uh, well, let's get into what specifically uh, concerns me. And that is what has been termed uh, techno-censorship, the U.S. government's war on so-called dangerous ideas. And that came from a, uh, an article written by John Whitehead, founder of the Rutherford Institute, and uh, it was published in Global Research. Techno-censorship, the U.S. government's war on so-called dangerous ideas. Now, probably most of you listening have been victimized, censored, or suppressed in, in myriad ways uh, that we're not always aware of, because much of it is done secretly. It's done on a clandestine level. Um, it is not talked about in the public, in the mainstream media. So for most people, it's not even on their radar screen. But anyone who uses the Internet like I do and you do, and actually probably most Americans use the Internet, everything you watch, see, read, or whatever is stored in giant computers. And all kinds of profiling of your personality, your political beliefs, etc., etc., are accumulated. The problem is, uh, what is the what is the motive for censorship, or techno censorship, which is simply technological censorship, where where the censorship is not done so much by committees; it's done by computers that are programmed by people trained to manipulate facts and information in order to control society, and specifically in order to control people's thinking. This is largely done through artificial intelligence, bots, algorithms, and uh, the Internet and, and computers. So whenever the economy starts to get hit seriously in America, Whenever it becomes apparent that perhaps uh, the people running things or the people in charge are dismally failing and the economy is a nightmare and society is out of control and we have all kinds of uh, potential threats of a potential nuclear war or whatever with Ukraine and Russia and America and the EU and China and who knows who else. So when, on a regular cycle, when, when things get ugly, the crescendo of uh, orchestrated choruses begin to sing that familiar symphony of paranoia and fear. Paranoia and fear against who? Well, they, they manufacture, just like the people in control, the people who really control America and the world, they rule by fear, by instilling fear in the masses. And they are experts in what is called manufactured crises. 
which I talk about in my books and I've talked about on the show for a long time. So there needs to be continual manufactured crises in order to hype up fear and paranoia so that people will cry out for some kind of totalitarian savior. And in order to worship this totalitarian savior, you have to sacrifice or be willing to give up all of your constitutional rights, because after all, this is a crisis. But they neglect to tell you that it's a, ho- it's a manufactured crisis, or there's chaos everywhere. Things are out of control. People are scared because they're being psychologically manipulated to be scared. So they're scared, and they want somebody to manage the chaos. uh, manage the manufactured chaos and the manufactured crisis. So the the historical methodology that is always used, Adolf Hitler used it. He created an enemy for the German people. That enemy was the Jews, and it was other people, the communists, the Jews. And Adolf Hitler was able to galvanize the masses to support his totalitarian regime his Nazi regime, his Nazi party. And he was able to get the people to give up all their freedoms and rights so he could, quote, protect them from these enemies. But these enemies were largely manufactured from nowhere. So we see the same principle at work in Western nations all over the world. Notice that every time you turn on your television, there's always a crisis. There's always chaos, mass chaos, mass crisis, you know, a pandemic, mass starvation, food shortages. It just goes on and on and on and it never ends. Maybe it subsides for a little bit, but then back to the new normal, it has to be a perpetual circus of perpetual crises. And they're all manufactured. They're not necessarily real, or if they are real, they have been magnified so many times that whatever original tiny basis for the crisis or the chaos is so blown out of proportion and distorted that it becomes a psyop, a psychological operation against the people, psychological warfare. Now, it's very interesting. So here we are in that period of time where our government and the Great Reset, and our government and the Great Reset are in a symbiotic relationship. They're intertwined. The same people who control America secretly behind the scenes are the same people who control the global government and the Great Reset behind the scenes. It's the same big money. It's the same 1% of the population of planet Earth. It's, there's just 1% of the population of planet Earth that controls all the money, all the resources, all the assets. But they only represent 1% of the population. So you have 1% of the population of planet Earth, the super-rich, the globalist elite, the Luciferian elite, whatever you want to call them. This 1% owns and controls 99% of all the wealth and the resources. Any way you look at that, unless you're a complete idiot, and there's plenty of complete idiots around today, any way you look at that, that is the equivalent of going back in time when in previous generations, so for example, in Europe, hundreds of years ago, the kings and the queens and the nobility uh, would rule and reign over the people. 
and they ruled and reigned over the people because they had they had all the money, they had all the financial assets, they owned all the land, they owned and controlled everything, and they could afford to hire and finance private armies. So what the kings and queens of England and France and Spain and Italy and so on and so forth, Germany, Austria, what they did was is they subjugated or enslaved their own people, and their own people would work at very low wages, slave labor wages or very low wages. Uh, They would work their tails off in, in service of the king and the queen and the royalty. Now, the people knew, unlike America today, where many people don't even know that they have been enslaved, they're oblivious to it. The people in Europe who slaved under the tyranny of the kings and the queens and the nobility and the royalty, they knew they were being exploited. They knew they were being ripped off and oppressed. They knew it. They could see it everywhere. It was out in the open. So diversions have always been used. Crisis has always been used. Chaos has always been used to to instill fear, to blind people from seeing the, the obvious, to occupy the minds of the masses so that this invisible rulership can continue. So I want to bring your attention um, to a development that is not new. It's been going on for quite some time. And uh, it's in many uh, alternative media publications, internet, etc. And I'm only talking about those that have credibility. I'm not talking about those that don't have credibility. So in an article, again, from Global Research, entitled, U.S. Media Calls for New Patriot Act Against So-Called Domestic domestic Terrorists, or you will often hear the, the phrase, domestic extremists. So it is the U.S. media that's leading the charge. It's the U.S. media that is actually calling for a new Patriot Act. And the, the, the Patriot Act gives the government, it makes the government uh, basically all-powerful. It, it takes away the rights of men and women, and it targets and demonizes certain groups of people in our society and certain categories of people in our society. And they are all they they all are categorized under the general label domestic terrorists. So so let's before we proceed, let us find out what, what they mean by domestic terrorists. Um so remember this this trend to manufacture a crisis, to manufacture chaos, to manufacture an enemy, has been going on for quite a while. And it keeps intensifying. And the whole idea that is being embedded in people's mind through propaganda and brainwashing is to make the people afraid and to make the people uh, terrified of what they call domestic terrorists. Well, what is a domestic terrorist? Now, remember, 
that the former director of the CIA, John Brennan, um, he he said that domestic terrorists were, quote, far right extremists back in 2021. So so you got to, again, analyze. You have to use your critical thinking. What does he mean? What does the media mean by far right domestic extremists? Now, most of us, when we hear the words far right domestic extremists, would, um, you know, think of some violent, ultra-violent militia, super right-wing neo-Nazi group or something like that, that that are armed to the teeth with military-grade weapons, and they're plotting and planning a violent revolution in the United States. I mean, that's when you hear the term domestic terrorists and that we need a new Patriot Act um, to fight domestic terrorists. What goes off in the average person's mind is this this uh, kind of mystical conception of people like Timothy McVeigh, who, who blew up the uh, federal building in uh, <clears throat> Oklahoma City, and uh, things like that. Domestic terrorists. Okay, now according to, to John Brennan, um, and according to uh, a uh, statement on Twitter um, in January 2021, uh, a particular commentator wrote, the Biden intelligence community are moving in laser-like fashion to try to uncover as much as they can about, quote, pro-Trump insurgency that harbors religious extremists authoritarians, fascists, or Nazis, bigots, racists, nativists, and even libertarians. So, we see the general definition of what the media means and other uh, people in this invisible power structure. Generally, what they mean when they talk about far-right domestic extremists or domestic terrorists, what they mean, and let's review the identity of this uh, manufactured crisis. So according to these people, domestic terrorists are, and this appears to be an order of priority, number one, religious extremists. Well, who and what is a religious extremist? I can answer that for you rather quickly. A religious extremist is anyone, but they, they, well, they have a particular meaning. What, what they mean is Christian. Christian. They're not talking about Muslim extremists, or they would have said it. They're talking about Christians. And who are the Christians that are religious extremists? Those are the Christians who are committed to the Lord Jesus Christ. Those are the Christians who believe in the Bible, Genesis to Revelation. Those are the Bible-believing Christians. Those that evangelize and share their faith in Jesus Christ, those that believe in the Bible, those that believe that Jesus Christ is God, those that take their Bible seriously, they are all semi-secretly being categorized in vast networks of computers and all kinds of uh, secretive organizations 
they are these people are being profiled, labeled, categorized, and they have been for a long, long time. So anyone who's serious about their Christianity would fall under the umbrella of a religious extremist. Did you share your faith at work? You're a religious extremist. Did you attend a, a PTA meeting at your public school because you objected to the graphic and, in your perception, obscene uh, educational material that young children are exposed to, or you were pro-life? Objecting to the graphic X-rated obscenity being exposed to our children in the school system would would put you into the category of a religious extremist. What do you think about that? Now, the second category is authoritarians. And what's what's very ironical about the fact that these people are calling uh, domestic terrorists authoritarians, which means essentially people that believe in a top-down dictatorship, what's What's interesting about this is that the information that is being pumped out by the mainstream media and other groups about so-called domestic terrorists, they are employing all the psychological warfare techniques that authoritarian regimes, dictatorships, and other uh, um, lockdown, uh, no-freedom societies Use to terrify and control their people. So it's it, it, this is not unusual. But the people that who are really the authoritarians, the people who are really that are abusing their authority, the people that are really implementing a dictatorship, they are the authoritarians. So what you have is traditional propaganda style statements where the where the where the real authoritarians accuse the people that want freedom of being the authoritarians. And then they have another category after that, the fascists. Well, when we think of the definition of the word fascism, what immediately comes to mind is Nazi Germany, Adolf Hitler, the swastikas, the marching in the streets, the rallies that took place in Nazi Germany, which became a fascist dictatorship under the rule of the military and under the rule of Adolf Hitler. Hitler and the Nazi uh, military machine, they were fascists. Nazi Germany became a fascist dictatorship. Anybody who stood in their way was arrested, thrown into a concentration camp, killed, murdered, or whatever. And all their freedoms were taken away. So once again, the people who genuinely have a fascist impulse a fascist ideology, they are the ones that are pointing at others, others being sincere Christians, people who love freedom, people who believe in the Constitution. They are pointing at those people and accusing them of being fascists, when in reality, they are the fascists. Everything's upside down. It's like falling down the rabbit hole in Alice in Wonderland. And then in another category of domestic extremists would be bigot, somebody who's a bigot. Well, that's like that's like a throwaway word. A bigot is like a combination of a racist, somebody who's prejudiced, somebody who's not tolerant. So anybody who doesn't agree with those that uh, want an authoritarian, 
dictatorship, they're accused of being bigots and racists. And now it says nativists. That, that's not a term that, that is used commonly in American society. A nativist, um, I can give you a definition, but it would not be a great one. It's kind of a catch-all word. And, and then, then they say, and even libertarians are, are domestic terrorists. So the, the, the entire thing is to, to demonize over 50% of American society. To demonize over 50% of American society. And even when they use the term pro-Trump insurgency, See, like all propaganda, all propaganda is built on lies, lies which are twisted and manipulated. Many experts believe that Trump legitimately won the presidential election. If that is not true, at the very least, he would have come close to winning the election. It would have been a very close call. So either Trump won the election and it was stolen from him, or the election was very, very close, which means a massive percentage of the American people voted for Trump. So this massive percentage of the American people who legally voted for Trump, law-abiding, peaceful people who simply exercised their constitutional right to vote, they are accused of being part of some dark right-wing conspiratorial insurgency, you know, insurgency like, like a revolution or, a, or the accusation that Trump voters are trying to overthrow the government. I mean, these are lies that are designed to incite fear, and they're lies designed to expand the, to the totalitarian power of a dictatorship. And yet it is the totalitarians and the dictatorship that are accusing everybody else of being in this, or of being domestic terrorists. According to their definition, according to their definition, almost all of our founding fathers, our presidents, people like Abraham Lincoln, George Washington, Thomas and Jefferson, and on and on and on, the, the majority of our founding fathers were either Christians or deists. And because of the Christian beliefs of our founding fathers, they would today be called far-right domestic extremists. Our founding fathers today would be called domestic terrorists. Why? Because they have a Christian belief system. Um, and they actually initiated a revolution against Great Britain for their freedoms. Now, I'm not calling for a revolution. I'm not calling for some kind of violent revolution or a revolution. I'm not calling for that at all. But what wonders in these secret, secretly funded groups and centers all over the United States in massive computer files and networks, anybody who doesn't go along with the, the program you know, global warning, we need to have the Great Reset, we need to redistribute the wealth. If you don't go along with that program, according to these people, you would be a, potentially be a domestic terrorist. 
So this is what propaganda does. Now, um, so we have the the deep state. Who's driving this? Well, the deep state. Because the deep state is not accountable and does not work for the American people or we the people. America and America's founding fathers created America to be a free nation of free people run by we the people. And we are guaranteed things like freedom of expression, freedom of speech, freedom of religion, freedom of the press. And if you adhere to and attempt to believe or practice your constitutional freedoms, and according to the deep state and the media, you're a domestic terrorist. And it's interesting, the media in America right now is dying. You understand that. The, the, the mainstream media in America the last three years has been hemorrhaging blood. The media is dying because a majority of the American people no longer have trust in the media. They no longer have trust in the system. They have no longer have trust in what all these officials are saying and all these government agencies like CDC and you know global agencies like the World Health Organization. The media is tanking. And there has been in the last number of years a literal exodus of countless millions of people who are no longer watching, no longer reading, no longer listening to the mainstream media. So of course the mainstream media would be first in line to call for a new Patriot Act, because that would be the way that that's the only way that they can get their power back. That's the only way that they're able to get their audience back. They can't get their audience back and their power back fair and square. They've violated the trust of the American people and people see through their charade. Their numbers are a tiny fraction of what they were, you know, four years ago, because people are not watching, listening, viewing, or whatever the mainstream media. They don't believe the mainstream media. And it's not an accident that the people who finance and the people who own and the people who control the mainstream media are the same multinational corporations, the same globalist elite, the same super wealthy trillionaire, billionaire families that secretly control America and secretly control and own all of the media. So the media is defending the territory of the globalist elite. The media is defending the globalist agenda of the globalist elite. And of course, they want to smash all alternative media, which means alternative media websites and podcasts and videos. So they either censor it, you know, by ripping people's websites and social media platforms down off the internet, if if the content doesn't conform to the, the to the script, and so they have a lot. The media has a lot to gain financially by leading the charge for a new Patriot Act. Because what what would happen if a new Patriot Act was passed is that the entire internet would go back to 
total censorship. There would be no more free speech on radio and TV. All for the last number of years, free speech, telling the truth, communicating the real facts, exposing the lies, has all flourished um, in the alternative media, in the alternative uh, internet websites, etc. And, and and because free speech and the truth has flourished, the people have. Uh, run from the mainstream media to alternative media. But if if the uh, mainstream media is able to generate enough lies so that a patriot a new Patriot Act is passed, then they can label any anybody who criticizes or challenges or asks questions about any of the big lying agendas like global warming, etc. <clears throat> anybody who tries to challenge that is then immediately profiled as a domestic extremist and they get penalized or their platform is ripped down. And then by brute force, by brute totalitarian force, by big brother tactics, um, they can steal back an audience that they've lost because they had no integrity. That's what this is really all about. This is about who's going to control the minds of the American people. Are the American people going to be presented with the truth and the facts and the data on things like, let's just take the vaccine and the vaccination. Turns out that a whole lot of that was a whole bunch of lies. And those lies were perpetuated by the government, by the government-sanctioned institutions, and those lies were perpetuated primarily by the media. The media steadfastly refused to allow any discussion, any questioning of the real medical facts, the dangers of getting the vaccination, the amount of deaths of people who died because they got the vaccination, the truth about the origins of COVID and all the rest of that stuff, the truth about the lockdowns, the truth about all of that stuff was hidden and buried by the government and the media. And the American people and people all over around the world suffered because of it. That's what they want you to go back to. They don't want you to hear the truth. Because if you hear the truth, then you will be able to use your own intelligence, your own mind. Once you know the facts, you can decide for yourself what the truth is. And they don't want that. They want you to be under the thumb, under the domination under the brutality of a true dictatorship, true authoritarianism, true uh, totalitarianism, which, by the way, is not coming from some conspiratorial fantasy of domestic terrorists. All of this stuff is coming from these giant globalist institutions uh, and all these, uh, the mainstream media, etc., that are that have been controlling American society for decades through the through the promotion of lies. And now the dam is bursting. The water pressure and the water has been rising incrementally ever since the COVID disaster. See, COVID blew up in their face. The vaccination blew up in their face. They told the American people a narrative which was a lie. 
they told the American people that if you get the vaccination, you're not going to get COVID and you're going to be protected. But the American people saw that that wasn't necessarily true. And then they began to hear about all the strange deaths. Another one just occurred yesterday with some big sports, some big sports guy who dropped dead on, on the field. And what, what all these mysterious deaths have in common is they got the vaccination, which is supposed to be perfectly safe, but it's not perfectly safe. It has potential danger, and Big Pharma knew it in some cases, and that's not just my say-so. That's a matter of court records regarding some of the Big Pharma companies. So you have the big food companies, the Big Pharma companies, all lying, lying, lying. and so. So they can't stop the spread of that on the Internet because the people want the Internet. They want the information from the Internet because they trust it far more than they trust the big institutions. So the only way that they can control the flow of thought, ideas, and facts is to so demonize and terrify the American people regarding a completely fictitious entity that they themselves have made up for the purpose of propaganda, and that is to create a group that people will fear. And so they have manufactured a crisis by manufacturing a boogeyman. They have manufactured a boogeyman called domestic terrorism. And you think of guys running around in camouflage outfits and, you know, that they have not just military assault rifles, but they have hand grenades, they have rocket launchers, they have tanks, and they're at any moment, they're going to have an armed revolution. That's all baloney. That's all, those are all lies. That's the same strategy Hitler used so, that the, so he could get the guns from the people and take over society. Mysteriously, the, the main government building in Germany was called the Reichstag building. It mysteriously blew up by, to quote, domestic terrorists. Because the Reichstag building in Germany blew up, that gave Hitler and the Nazi party the cover and the excuse they needed to take away all the freedoms of the people, take away their guns, and then lock down Germany into a Nazi concentration camp slash dictatorship. That formula is used time and time again in nations where an evil hidden group lusting for power, wants to use fear and create a boogeyman so that they can establish their dictatorship. So you need to wake up about that because, you know, they're not playing fair. You understand that you've been profiled for years. So don't go, oh, I'm going to be really careful now. My friends, you've probably been profiled if you're that old for 30 years. Okay, at least. Because there's an electronic uh, trail, a data trail, all about you from sources that you would have no idea that they have access to. Medical records, psychological records, educational records, marital records, court records, on and on and on. So, is it a surprise that the media is calling for a new Patriot Act? What What was the first Patriot Act about? It was all about the fact that, quote, America is under siege by Islamic terrorists, and therefore we need to 
enact emergency measures, take away all the freedoms, take away all the constitutional rights of the American people, and and move America towards being a police state. Because after all, we're in a state of emergency, and if we don't do this, the terrorists are going to burn us to the ground. That's what that was all about. Okay? Now, um, so, so originally, anybody who was perceived to be um, an enemy or a political opponent of the deep state um, is a domestic terrorist. And a domestic terrorist is to be treated just like a foreign terrorist of the Islamic persuasion, which means when you are legally designated a terrorist, you have absolutely no rights. I don't even think you have a right to uh, a trial by a jury. Because, you see, it's a matter of classification. If they can classify you as a domestic terrorist, then they can take away all your constitutional rights. You see, it gives them absolute power. Absolute power to control, dominate, and destroy you on a level that most Americans Unfortunately, because most Americans don't know anything about history, have no idea what this can mean. All right, you're listening to the Paul McGuire Report. Christians who are into Bible prophecy, the second coming of Jesus Christ, the rapture of the church, Christians who study the book of Revelation, Christians who talk about the Nephilim and the Rephium and and DNA, Christians who talk about traditional marriage, Christians who talk about protecting uh, young girls and boys from sexual abuse, Christians who believe in a moral right and a moral wrong, Christians who believe in patriotism, Christians who go to church, Christians who pray pray or go to prayer meetings. If you do any of those things, there's a high probability that you have been classified as a domestic terrorist. And they have sent, set up centers across the United States to monitor these terrorists. But you're the terrorist. Now, in order to do that, if, if you're somebody whose livelihood is contingent upon tracking down law-abiding, peaceful, tax-paying American citizens who are good citizens in every respect of the word, but they happen to be Christians, they happen to pray, they happen to uh, study Bible prophecy, then there are people in law enforcement, in the military, and other sectors of our society who have been indoctrinated, who have been programmed to perceive you not as a, a, as a benefit to our society. The, these agencies and the people in them have been indoctrinated and programmed to perceive you just like a domestic terrorist. And the way, and the re, and how they've been able to do this is that year after year, decade after decade, they have incrementally weeded out law enforcement, government agencies, federal agencies, the military. They have very incrementally weeded out people who are Christians, people who take their faith in Christ seriously, people who read the Bible, people who believe in absolutes people who believe in an absolute right and an absolute wrong, um, and all these other things, that the people, the military used to be dominated by patriots, true patriots. 
Same with law enforcement. Many of the men in the military and in law enforcement and different federal agencies served overseas. They served in different branches of the military. Many of them are veterans who dutifully served our nation. But over time, very subtly, they have been weeded out. So what's left is they have recruited the dumbed-down generations, the, 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 the younger generations of people who have been indoctrinated and programmed into being anti-American, anti-patriotic, uh, into being pro-globalism. See, so you got you got an, an entirely several new generations of people who replaced the veterans and the ones that loved America. You now have new and younger generations that essentially have been programmed into believing the dictates of the United Nations, the New World Order, et cetera, et cetera. And these people secretly have been indoctrinated to perceive you as a domestic terrorist. Now. You don't have to be a rocket scientist and a genius to figure out how that plays out in a time of crisis or chaos in America. Any idiot with an ounce of knowledge about history can tell you exactly what will happen if America experiences an attack from a foreign nation, a real attack from a terrorist group, uh, from a foreign nation that, that got their hands on nuclear material. If you have an ounce of intelligence, you can figure out what's going to happen. It's a very dangerous thing for the American people to allow their government to profile them as being domestic terrorists simply because you pray over your meal, or you go to church, or you study your Bible, or you believe in God. Those are the people that built America, the the pilgrims and the Puritans. You better wake up. Some of you are asleep and you're a danger to yourself. You're a danger to your children and grandchildren. You're a danger to your church. You're a danger to your spouse and you're a danger to America. You're a danger because you're asleep in a time of high alert, in a time of super emergency alert. You're sleeping. You ought to be ashamed of yourself. And I'm not here to beat up pastors. I know it sounds that way sometimes and I really do not like doing it. But if I don't speak out in loving exhortation about a a failure to fulfill your duty before Almighty God in a time of crisis, then I have failed to be a watchman on the wall, which is one of the things that God called me to be. And I must, as is the job, by the way, of any real Christian pastor or any real Christian minister, or any real Christian Bible study leader, you have the same charge from the Lord that I have. Among your spiritual duties assigned to you from God, you've been assigned by God the spiritual duty of being a watchman on the wall, which means you're supposed to go into the high tower where there's a visibility, um, and you can see off into the far-off distance, and your job is to climb the, 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 the tower of the watchman. And to, and, and to be the watchman or watchwoman, and your job is to be wide awake, eyes wide open, and use your eyes and look at what's happening in the distance. Are there people? Are there armies? Are there, are, is there, are there things being moved? 
for military purposes? Uh, is there a gathering storm or a gathering danger or a gathering threat in the distance? Are the armies of your enemies secretly drawing closer? The responsibility of the watchman is to pay attention and to keep his or her eyes wide open and to notice if that danger is coming close to the people of God and to the camp of the people of God. And the camp of the people of God is the geographic area or the territory where God's people are living. Where God's people are living. So for us in America, America is is the camp of God where God's people are living. And then there's certain geographic locations in America where there's a higher percentage of true Christians. And your job is to be on the lookout on their behalf for them, their wives, their children, their husbands, their grandchildren, their families, their society. You are supposed to be looking off in the distance as a watchman on the wall. And the moment you see the armies of the enemy coming close, and by the way, when you have groups being financed, when you have groups like the mainstream media, or these secretive surveillance groups, or so-called activist groups pumping out lies and propaganda, which are profiling and categorizing Christians as being a dangerous threat to our society, because these people are lying and classifying law-abiding Christians as domestic terrorists and religious extremists. Those words are the same. When those words are spoken in our society and through our media and from our government institutions, they constitute the exact same thing as it's the equivalent of them verbalizing and shouting out in the marketplace that every Christian is a domestic terrorist and Christians who are serious about the Bible are a threat to our society and we have to get rid of them, put them in a concentration camp, lock them up, get rid of them. And you know what that means. So God calls the watchmen to keep their eyes open. And when they see those developments happening, your first response is not to just think of yourself and your safety. Your response is to be faithful to God and to be a faithful watchman and to blow the trumpet, which was the, which was the media of their day, to blow the trumpet, the shofar, as loud as they could. And when the people of God heard the shofar or the trumpet being blown, again, that was the media of their day, they, 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 they knew that it was the watchman on the wall who was blowing the trumpet blast, and they were trained to understand that if they heard the trumpet blast uh, from the watchman on the wall, that the enemy was, in a stealth-like manner, attempting to crash through the gates of their camps, attempting to invade them, and that the enemy's intent was to slaughter them, to kill them, to wipe them all out, subjugate and conquer them. And that meant the total spilling of blood of God's people. And God didn't want that to happen, so he assigned the watchman with the duty of being on the lookout, and as soon as he saw the enemy creeping in, it was the watchman's job to blow the trumpet blast as loud as he could so that the people of God would immediately rouse themselves. And the the plan was this would give the people of God 
the time, the extra time they needed to make sure their gates and their walls and their protective barriers were secure and that their their warriors and their soldiers and the women and everybody else were all in position at the gates and the walls of the camp of God's people so that if the enemy tried to invade, it would not be easy. It would be next to impossible to crash the gates of God's people because God's people were 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 prepared for an attack and now they were in a position to defend themselves. Now, God said with great severity and great authority to the watchman on the wall. And by the way, let me just reiterate once again, if you are a pastor, a minister, a youth minister, a Bible study teacher, if you are in a position of authority in any Christian group or church or whatever, you don't shirk your duty before God. The Word of God says you are to, in part, among your other duties, you are to function as a watchman or a watchwoman on the wall. That means you're, you're to be in a state of spiritual wakefulness, and when you observe or see the enemy coming in to attack the people of God, God charges you with the responsibility as a watchman to blow the trumpet as loud as you can, the trumpet or the shofar as loud as you can, to wake up God's people, to rouse them so that they could be ready and prepared to withstand and to emerge victorious from any attack of the enemy armies. That's the job of the watchman. And God said to the watchman and to the people that if the watchman is, if, that, that during the time of trouble, God said, and when the enemy starts to invade your, your camp, God said to his people and to the watchman, it is the responsibility of the watchman to blow the trumpet and to rouse God's people. And God then said, if you fail to blow the trumpet and to rouse my people uh, in preparation for the enemy to invade, then God said to the watchman, if you fail in your duty, then I am going to hold you personally responsible, watchman, for the blood of my people that will be spilt when the enemy crashes through and invades. I will hold the blood of my people to your account, watchman. Now, that should be a terrifying pronouncement that should should strike the appropriate fear necessary in the heart and mind of any man or woman of God. You should be terrified that your apathy, your willingness to be spiritually asleep, your your choice to be a coward caused, caused you to not blow the trumpet and God is going to hold you accountable for the slaughter of his people. That was the first thing God said. Now, the second thing God said, as he spoke to the leaders of the people, the leaders of the people in the camp, and to all the camp of Israel itself, God said to them that if you hear the watchman blow the trumpet, that means the enemy is coming, and that you need to immediately heed and pay attention to the fact that the watchman is blowing the trumpet or shofar of warning. And he's blowing the trumpet, so that will give you time to prepare to be invaded, prepare to defend yourself, so that you might survive and be victorious. But you must not ignore the blowing of the trumpet. You must not ignore the warning of the watchman on the wall. And this was a severe rebuke the Lord gave to the leaders of Israel. So, the Lord said, if 
the enemy does crash through your gates because you failed to heal here the watchman on the wall's warning that you chose to ignore the blowing of the trumpet. And then this allowed the enemy to break through into your camp. And the result was because you failed to respond to the watchman on the wall's warning and the blowing of the trumpet, the Lord said to the leaders and the people, I am going to hold you personally responsible for the deaths of my people and their children and their grandchildren and all the blood that is spilt because this horrible thing happened because you chose to ignore the blowing of the trumpet and you chose to ignore um, the warning of the watchman on the wall. So we take this truth and we apply it to our time period. And the lesson that God, that God is trying to teach us is obvious. There, America and the church is under invasion. The enemy is coming from a distance right now as I speak to you. And right now as I speak to you, the enemy is coming closer and closer. And in some cases, the enemy has already infiltrated the walls that God's people are trusting in. In some cases, the enemy isn't coming from afar. I say to you this under the anointing of the Holy Spirit and the spirit of truth coming from my inner man. I say this to you, and I say this to you so that you would wake up while there is still time. In some cases, the enemy has already broken through the walls. In some cases, the enemy has already entered into our land in the highest places of power. And in some cases, the enemy has successfully infiltrated and compromised and successfully invaded America and is now controlling things. Hear what I'm saying. The enemy, in some cases, is now controlling things from within. So I, with a conscience towards God, I must, when I read and study, which I have meticulously for decades, these things. When I came across fresh information yesterday, I had a choice. I could have chosen to play it safe and think of only me and my family and lay low and hide and tell you nothing about what's happening. That would have uh, helped me privately and helped my family privately. It would have ensured our personal survival at the expense of yours. It's a cowardly thing, but I could have done it. I could have chosen to play it safe. I could have refused to blow the trumpet. I could have refused to, to tell you that the enemy's coming and the enemy is already here. And by laying low, I could have uh, secured my own safety. By not talking about it in, in the open, I could have uh, bought myself uh, uh, you know, a reprieve. I, I, I would have ensured that I would have been left alone that I would have not been subjected to attack because I chose to self-censor myself. I couldn't do that. I couldn't do that because it would be an egregious violation of what the God of the Bible has called me to do, among other things, and the purpose of this ministry. God has called me supernaturally to be a minister of the gospel, among other things, and among other things, God has called me into a prophetic ministry and God has called me, among other things, to be a faithful watchman on the wall. And it is my job before Almighty God to keep my eyes wide open, to keep my eyes out on, on the lookout.
for when the enemy starts to sneak in closer and closer to the camps of God's people, and in in, in, and in this case, even when the enemy has already penetrated the walls of God's people, and the fact of the matter is that the enemy is already inside the camp, the camps of God's people. Let me say that to you again. The enemy, in many different forms, is already in the inside of the camps of God's people in America. That means in the inside of the church, in the inside of the theological institutions, in the inside of all kinds of agencies and departments, and our society in the inside of the media. And so my responsibility is, and I've been do, I, I have blown the trumpet for decades. I haven't been asleep. Paul McGuire has not been asleep and just woke up today to tell you this. I've been telling you this for decades. It's in the copyright of my books, 10, 20, 30, 40 years and more. I have been talking about these things. I have the copyrights, and I could go to the shelves behind me in the studio, and I could read to you my own writing and quotes and research where I emphatically am blowing the trumpet as a watchman on the wall, and I'm telling you that the enemy is coming, and I have continued to tell you this year after year, week after week, day after day, for decades. So, once again, I make the choice to obey God rather than secure my own safety. And so I come before you today blowing the trumpet again of warning based on even newer research. And the newer research is the fact that the media, which is controlled by the deep state, is ramping up a major attack on God's people and the camps of God's people. And the way this attack is organized is that the mass media, the mainstream media, is using its influence to um, create a fear of, quote, domestic terrorists, and the media and major institutions, and tragically to say, different institutions in our society and the media are, are coming together calling for a new Patriot Act. So this is, this is, this is what the attack looks like. It's, it's, it's a Trojan horse. It, it, it's, it, the attack is disguised as a Patriot Act that is allegedly supposed to protect us, the American people, from domestic terrorists. Now, if that's true, well, of course, we're all for that. But when you do research, and global research is where I'm getting this information, when you do your homework and you do your research, you recognize that what the media and these other institutions are calling domestic terrorists, that's simply a code word for them saying that anybody that was pro-Trump is, is potentially a domestic terrorist. Anybody that harbors or associates or is a religious extremist is a domestic terrorist. And then the list expands. So if you're a Bible-believing Christian, if you voted for Trump, if you believe in Christian values, if you stand up for your faith in Christ as a law-abiding, tax-paying, peaceful American citizen, you are being demonized, and a Patriot Act is being designed, which is going to classify you as a domestic terrorist. And the purpose of doing that is obvious. It's an act of destruction. Do you understand what I'm saying? 
So I'm bringing your attention to it. And bringing your attention to it in spiritual terms means I'm blowing the trumpet as a faithful watchman on the wall so that you would wake up and that you would rouse yourselves and that you would, in a peaceful and law-abiding sense, uh, begin to secure the camps of, of God's people in America. Because if you don't, you're going to be destroyed. I mean, literally. Literally. Do you understand that? We're not playing games here. So, you can make the choice to go to any church, any Bible study you want, or whatever. That's fine. That's between you and the Lord. But if you are associating with Christians and going to a church or Bible study or Christian leader or whatever, that never functions as a true watchman on the wall, that doesn't teach the true word of God, that doesn't speak the truth, that in a time of great danger, and we are in a time, believe me, of great danger, the the COVID lockdown was just a warm-up act as to what will come in the future. Do you hear what I'm saying? I'm I'm not joking with you. I'm looking at you in the face, and I'm expecting, I'm expecting you to wake up. Or to wake up. And if it scares you, tough. You need to be scared. If, if that's what it takes to, to trigger the adrenaline to wake you up, then so be it. I'm not doing this to entertain you. I'm not doing this to frighten you for the sake of frightening you. I'm not doing this to drive you away. I'm not, driving, I'm not doing this so I can be more popular and increase the number of watches and likes in my social media. This is the kind of talk that actually causes you to lose certain numbers of people. But you see, I, God didn't put me here on earth to, to gain worldly numbers and worldly approval that is based on selling my soul and trading my integrity to the, to the devil and, and not speaking out and blowing the trumpet regarding the things that God specifically commanded me to do in terms of blowing the trumpet. And so I come before you today on the Paul McGuire Report, as I have had, as I have been doing for decades. I come before you today on the Paul McGuire Report, as I have done for decades, through books, through conferences, through radio, through television. I have done this for decades. And I am blowing the trumpet. But I must ask you, if, if your volunteerism, if your donations, if your contributions, if your if your intercessory prayers are all going to support and to empower uh, churches and ministers and Christian leaders and Christian ministries that always remain silent and don't truly blow the trumpet of, of the watchman so that you would be awakened, so that you could protect your loved ones, your family, your children, and your grandchildren. I must ask you this question, compelled by the Lord. We are all going to be held accountable for what we did and didn't do here on earth. But how do you justify your prayers, your support, your volunteerism into ministries or churches or organizations that never warn you in factual terms about what's really going on, that never function as authentic watchmen or Bible teachers or ministers? How do you justify where you allocate your donations, etc.? Because what you're doing is you're literally financing silence. You're financing uh, groups and people that are all about not blowing the trumpet, which means they're really, and it's not, I'm not judging anybody. I'm not naming any names. 
But what they're really all about is protecting their own safety by by being silent. And by being silent, they're attempting to, to secure their own safety. How do you justify your contributions, your prayers, and your volunteerism uh, and relationship to that kind of ministry? I don't understand it. I really don't. All right, enough of that. That's between you and God. What I am going to do is, before God, is I'm going to tell you that I need you to stand with me now more than ever. You never hear me talk about the, the attacks, the attempts directed towards me and this ministry. You notice you never hear me talk about it. Don't assume that there isn't an enormous amount to talk about. Don't assume for a moment that um, there are things going on that if you knew about it, you would probably be very disturbed. I'm not speaking uh, in terms of ill repute against me. I'm talking about, I'm speaking about things that have been targeted towards me because I have spoken out. You don't hear me talk about it. Why? Because I'm not here to burden you with that. All I ask you do is that you pray to God right now. And you ask God how you can stand with me as a real watchman on the wall. And whatever God puts on your heart to do, no matter how large, no matter how small, the key is that whatever God tells you to do in prayer, I trust in the name of Jesus Christ that you will obey the Holy Spirit and that you will obey God. And I pray that you will stand with those that are true watchmen on the wall. Okay? And then we need your prayers for our protection, spiritual warfare. Constantly, always, 24-7. And we need you to sign our e-blast list, to, to sign on that you like, you know, Rumble and Brighteon and all these channels, because we are being attacked. One way we are being attacked is through com- com- artificially intelligent computer bots, which rig the actual numbers of viewers and watchers and likers of our social media. And, you, you know, you'll look at people that I, I, you don't hear me talk about them, but there are people that are, that have become social media stars, and they have been manufactured. They became social media stars in the last four years, the last three years. One particular gentleman has something like 1.2 million followers. Okay, I happen to know certain truths about this individual such as who he really is, such as who really trained him, such as what his real agenda is. And he's not who people think they are. And the the whole reason he has 1.2 million followers is because all the computer technology is giving him the green light. It's opening up the, the floodgates for him. He is being artificially propelled and platformed by the deep state because he is, in fact, an agent of the deep state. And there's not just one person like that. There's numerous people like that. Whereas it was determined by very powerful people that the messages, the explanation, the analysis, the writing of the books, etc., by Paul McGuire, were highly effective in reaching people, highly effective, in, in, in explaining to people the dynamics of what was really going on, and this goes back decades. And so I enjoyed a season of being left alone. And when I was left alone and they were not rigging me, 
my numerical numbers were in the millions every four months. And this went on for years. But because I told the true truth, I was targeted. And so being targeted, my numbers were then viciously rigged. And so you have a guy energized by the deep state who has 1.2 million followers. And it appears that we have a tiny percentage of that. Don't be fooled by the numbers. The numbers lie. Just like the election was rigged and other things were rigged, there's rigging going on in the numbers. People who say what the deep state and the Great Reset want to be said, they are artificially rigged and were artificially raised up. People who speak the truth uh, that doesn't agree with the agenda of the deep state, they are demonized, marginalized, attacked, and their, their numbers are rigged. Okay, so I need your help. I need you to stand with me. But most of all, I need you to seek the Lord, pray, allow the Lord to move on your heart. And you are important in educating those people that you love in waking them up. But do it as credibly as you can, because they'll try to demonize you, too. They'll try to portray you as a conspiracy nut or a paranoia freak. Every one of you that understand what I'm talking about, that you've done everything you could at whatever level of influence you have. You have been persecuted for that. I know you have. And you've been called a conspiracy theorist or a nut or, or paranoid or delusional for telling the truth. Well, that's persecution. You're being persecuted for, for speaking the truth. So be strategic in the words that you speak. Make sure you, that you do your utmost to convey your credibility. It still doesn't guarantee that they're going to love you. But, you know, because the major institutions, the media, the financial institutions, uh, and so many other institutions have blatantly failed the people. People are starting to wake up like never before. And we're at a tipping point in America. It, it may be now that approximately 52 to 54 percent of the American people are, are starting to tip in the direction of believing the truth and rejecting the propaganda and rejecting the lies. What caused that was the COVID blow-up, the fact that the big pharma companies and the COVID leaders were caught lying, they were exposed, and other things have caused many of the American people, for the first time in my lifetime, in your lifetime, they're starting to wake up. Well, we need to, to energize their waking up. We need to take advantage of this window of opportunity, because together we can change America, even with a tiny percentage of the people. I recently learned, because I've been saying for years, that if you have 4%, 8%, or 10% of the people behind you, you can transform an entire nation. The communists employed that uh, when they had the Russian Revolution, the communist Chinese Revolution, when Adolf Hitler took over. All of these dictatorships only had something like 4% of the people behind them or 8% of the people behind them. But with just 4% or 8%, they flipped their nations. Well. The reality is, if we have only 1% of the American people committed to the truth, committed to the Lord, and endeavoring to re return our nation to Jesus Christ, we can turn this spiritual battle around. I've discovered scientifically, even if we only have 1% of the people versus 99% of the people, if we have a dedicated 1% of the people, 
God has created the world in such a way that a dedicated 1% will prevail over and be victorious against a 99% that's trying to monopolize the power. So we just need 1%. Now, that when I discovered that statistic and the scientific basis for it and the historical st- statistics to support it, that, that gave me a, a monumental paradigm shift in my thinking because I thought constantly, we've got to get 4%, which I believe, too, is a doable number. But when I discovered that we only need 1% to turn the tide of this spiritual battle, it was like being filled with with supernatural hope from heaven. God bless you. This is Paul McGuire. We'll be back in just a moment. This is Paul McGuire. Visit paulmcguire.us. That's paulmcguire.us. With God, all things are possible.